Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Okay, I'm going to take a few minutes here, and I'm going to share with you about replacing worry with trust in prayer. Trusting God, of course, is what I'm talking about. So I want you to take your Bible and I want you to turn to Philippians 4 and verse number 6. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified and the Message Bible, okay? Um, Philippians 4, 6, the Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now that says it, doesn't it? Well, what about this? This must be an exception. No. He said, don't have anxiety about anything, but listen to this. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, known as definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Now, that is so full of insight right there. He said, it's not time to worry, it's not time to fret and get anxious about anything, but everything that you have that's going on in your life that would bring anxiety, worry, or fretting to you, he said, pray about it. Take it to the Lord. And that's what he wants us to do. And then he goes on to say, when you make a definite request and you come before the Lord, The next time, with thanksgiving, continue to make known your wants to God. Your wants. God is concerned about what you want. Isn't that that great? Think about that. Well, he'll just give you what you need. Well, he will do that. He'll meet your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He did tell us that, didn't he? But he said, make your wants known to God. I love that. And so instead of worrying and fretting and being anxious, we're to pray about things. Take things that bring those emotions, those feelings, those fears to you. Take them to the Lord and make a a petition, a prayer petition to Him and trust Him with it. Instead of, you know, it doesn't matter how much you worry and fret and have anxiety, it's not going to change one thing about your situation, is it? Probably make it worse and make you sick. But if you take those same worries, those same fears, those same um, anxious thoughts, take them to the Lord and pray about it and leave it with Him and trust Him with it, He will begin to change things for you. Truly, when we hear prayer changes things, it really does. Amen. And and to pray that kind of prayer means that you trust the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Don't try to figure out your situation. But lean to Him. Lean not to your own understanding. In other words, lean on Him, though. Lean on Him. And He'll bring it to pass. Now listen to what the message says. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayer. 
letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. I love that. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And that is really true. And, you know, you may have been brought up in a family where, you know, there's always one person in that family who's the known worrier. It could have been your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, your grandmother, whatever. But they were always the ones you knew they were going to worry about it. You tell them so they can worry. <laughs> now, that's not scriptural. But he says, take those worries and the fears and everything that concerns you to the Lord and pray about it <clears throat> and allow him to change things for you. Some of you here tonight, you're facing things that maybe you've faced for a long time. You don't know how it's going to change. You don't know how God is going to do it. But if you give it to him and leave it there, he will bring it to pass. He will bring it to bear. Amen? So, <clears throat> we're going to trust Him and not worry. We are to pray and then trust God to work things out for us. The world, people in the world, even Christians that think like the world, that, that don't have their minds renewed to the Word of God, will say, you're ridiculous. <clears throat> because you can't see anything changing. But you know that God, all the time, is working on your behalf, bringing things to pass. I know that. Amen? <coughs> Excuse me. Worry. When you talk about worry, here's words that are associated to it, okay? It's worry, anxiety, fretting, dreading, mistrust, panic, distress, stress, and even terror. Now, sometimes we don't look at dread as what it is. Dread is a form of worry. And so we're not to live our life in dread. I dread that. You know, it, it probably is a word that we should look into speaking <laughs> and saying, I, I dread to do that. I think we, we have to get our mind um, renewed in a way to where we think instead of dreading, it may not be something that we really want to do, but we feel like we must do. It's our responsibility. And so instead of saying, I dread to do that, I trust God to help me with that. That's a better choice instead of dreading it and fretting over it. And looking at that, there's been lots of things in my life that I did not want to do. But, you know, here's the thing. Uh, just about every time that, that that hits me and, you know, I start the dreading and, you know, making all the excuses why I don't need to do that, but I know I do need to do it. You know, and then once I get in it and get through it, guess what? It's not nearly as bad as what I thought it would be. It's that mind we got to get under control. Amen? Okay, I want you to turn to Hebrews 4 and 14 through 16, the end part of verse number 14. Hebrews 4, 
14. It said, let us hold fast our profession or our confession. See, a lot of people get upset because name it and claim it. Confess it and have it. People don't want you to confess. But don't. if we sin, do we confess our sin? And what happens when we confess it to the Lord? It's gone, right? He removes our sin as far as the east is from the west by the power, cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's removed from us. So confession, there's something about confessing the word of God that is supernatural in our life. Now listen to this. <clears throat> For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now let's look at that. It says really, if you, what, what it means is we have a high priest who can identify with our infirmities. Infir infirmities are feebleness of your body or your mind. Inabilities, feebleness. And the Bible says he was touched with the feelings of our infirmity. He understands what it means to be human. But he didn't sin, even though he went through temptations and everything else, he didn't sin, but he understands that when we do succumb and when we do give in and, and those things happen. But he said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace uh, grace to help in a time of need. Now that is so telling right there. He said, even though you may sin, you may have infirmities, there may be things in your life that hold you back, that restrict you. He said, you do not have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to dread coming to me because I've told you to come boldly when you mess up into my throne room. Come boldly when you need something into my throne. Well, I've, I've, you know, I've really been bothering the Lord lately. I've had to go into the throne room a lot. Well, don't we all? We have that opportunity. We need to go to the throne room. We need to go boldly to the throne of God. It didn't say go, go arrogantly to the throne of God. If you go in like you're the big shot, yeah, God, you're, you ought to be honored today. I'm coming in. No, he is not honored. He's honored when you boldly come in understanding that you are a human being with frailties, and weaknesses and infirmities, but he came to live inside of you by the power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, to make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. And you don't have to give in to all those things. So you come boldly to the throne of grace. I love that, don't you? So you don't, have to, you don't have to back up, you don't have to be afraid, but you go in to the throne room of God to get what you need, whether it's forgiveness, answers, provision, whatever it may be. And he says that we may obtain or take mercy. 
Now there's a key to understanding God. God is a God of mercy. He's not looking for ways when we come to Him with our prayers and our needs. He's not looking for ways to not give it to us. He's looking to give us mercy and extend mercy. See, that's the same way. That's what we need to do with people. We need to extend mercy to people because God extends it to us. Now, let me tell you this, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That word grace, you know what grace is, it's unmerited favor. But you know also, now I, I didn't look this up, but somebody I really trust and follow that teaches, and they said that word there, grace means love gifts to find love gifts in times of need. Isn't that beautiful? It may not minister to you, but boy, it sure did to me. God's not wanting to cut us off. He's not wanting to not provide for us. He's not mad at us. He wants to extend mercy and forgiveness and provide and give us our answers, amen? So we come boldly into the throne of God in 1 Peter 5, 7 in the Amplified. says, casting the whole of your care. See, when you go in before the Lord, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him, for He cares for you, listen to this, affectionately. I, see, the, I, the, the thing I want you to get now, God is a God. That, that hates sin, and he tells us to hate sin too. Not hate sinners, but hate the sin. So what I'm saying to you has nothing to do about live loosey-goosey, don't obey the scripture, live in sin, uh, you know, do every vile thing, and then expect mercy and grace. Now, on your way of clawing up out of that, he may extend to you mercy and grace, but you're going to ruin your life if you live it like that. So I'm not painting a picture of that to you. I, I am not painting that picture because I hear a lot of the grace teaching, and I'm telling you, I, I, you know, you don't have to repent. I mean, repentance is not even necessary anymore. Look, I'm running away from that. That's so far from Scripture. I'm not having anything to do, so I don't paint that picture. But at the same time, I do paint a picture uh, of God, a God who says, come boldly to me in your time of need when there are weaknesses and inabilities in your life. When, when things are going on and you don't even want them to go on, you come to me, you cast your care on me, you petition me, you make a request of me, and I will extend my mercy to you, and I will give you a little love gift. Now, if you think about that, if you have children, and you love your children, you'd do anything for your children and you want to bless your children, and you have a good relationship with them, and so you want to do things, and so you might give them a love gift. And that lets them know, I love you. I care about you. I want to do things for you. And see, if you'll just see the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, if you will see them in that light. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.